Amen. If you have your Bibles, turn with me to the book of Romans. The book of Romans. Book of Romans chapter 4. I want to minister on this morning on being fully convinced. Come on, somebody. Some say fully convinced. Fully convinced. You have to be fully convinced that God will keep his word. The Bible says in Romans chapter 4 verse 19 says this. And not being weak in faith, he did not consider his own body already dead. Since he was about a hundred years old. And the deadness of Sarah's womb. He did not waver at the promises of God through unbelief, but was strengthened, but was strengthened in faith, giving glory to God and being fully convinced that what he had promised, he was also able to perform, that he was also able to perform. And therefore it was accounted for him righteousness. Father, we thank you for your word. I pray, Father God, that you would just speak to us, oh God, a clarity of your anointing and your power in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I, I, I wanted to bring this out this morning just to show you a few things. See, to look at Abraham is to look at the transitions that he took in his life. See, before he was Abraham, his name was Abram. Abram meant father. He was a father without a child, but God had called him and chosen him to do something great. He was going to be what God wanted him to be, but he had to go through some transitions in his life. He had to go through some things in his life. How many of you got to go through some stuff? You're going to go through some stuff in your life. And while you go through them, you have to understand you're going through, not going, staying. You're going through. Someone say going through. I'm going through. Why am I going through? Because I got to get you to the other side. I want to get you to your promise. I want to get you to your blessing. I want to get you to your breakthrough. I want to get you to your marriage to be healthy and functioning like it never has. I want to get you to a place you've never been. It's because you're just going through. Someone say going through. But you got to be fully convinced. You got to say, God, I believe what you said. You told me, you said it, I believe it. If you spoke in my life and you told me it was what it was, then I got to believe it. Someone say, I got to believe it. I have to believe it. Here was a man who began to transition in his life. See, we, we know him as the man of faith, but he had some hiccups in his life. Like everybody else, you have some hiccups in your life. You're going to have some stuff that you're going to, amen, make some wrong choices. You're going to, amen, there's a saying that says it takes seconds to make a choice. Well, you know how many seconds are in a minute? 60. How many seconds in 10 minutes? 600. Come on, somebody. You need some mathematics here. So that's 600 seconds in 10 minutes. So you imagine how many seconds in a day. A second can change your life. The way you think can change your life. The choice you make can change your life and the way you see things. I believe today God is showing us, I need you to understand, I kept my word. I kept my word. I kept my word. And because you kept to your word, you get to see now the fruit of the promise. The fruit of the promise. Now, I want you to see the transition that took place in his life. While he was going through some stuff, he made some mistakes. He even said, Sarah is my sister. Well... He, he, he began to forget about his faith. And how many know that you can trust God? You can have faith, but help by what? Unbelief. 
You can be struggling with some stuff in your life that sometimes you, what you should believe and you, you should give it all to God, but something inside says, well, I'm not sure. So he went through some stuff, Abraham. He went through some things, but that did not disqualify him from being the man of faith. Did not disqualify him to see his promise. It did not dis- <clears throat> stop him from trusting God. Amen. Look at this. This is what it says specifically about him in the New Testament. We're talking about some stuff in the Old Testament. And the New Testament begins to say some stuff about him. And they use him for examples. They use him for, for how God keeps his word and how God keeps his promises. Now look at this really quick in verse 19. It says, and not. Someone say not. Not being weak in faith. Not. Someone say not. They said he was not, church, weak in his faith. He didn't allow his faith nor his conditioning because they were looking at the condition of his body. Because sometimes you can say, well, God, I'm getting too old, God, or I'm too young. Because sometimes people don't think, amen, God can use them. See, I'm here to tell you, it don't matter about your age. Age is a number and a body is just a feeling. Hello, somebody. Amen. When I got saved, amen, I, I, was, I, was, I was strung out. I was lost. I was in heroin. I was almost, that's 23 years ago. I used to be skinny, believe it or not. <laughs> well. I, 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 was, I was incarcerated in and out. And all of a sudden, God changed my life. Come on, he saved me, amen, over 23 years ago. He broke the shackles. He changed my life, amen. And I, I look back now and I say, God, I, I thank you for what you've done. I thank you for your faithfulness and your commitment. I thank you for keeping your word. And because he kept his word, I can stand here before you, amen, and say, God is good. Come on, God is a God that keeps his word. See, some people think you're too young. You're not too young. Then people think, well, I'm too old. And they never, they never say, well, I'm perfect. But I'm here to tell you, no matter how old or how young you are, God wants to use your life. Amen. God wants to use your life and he's going to do something great with it if you allow him. See, here's Abraham and he's looking at his body. He's looking at the situation. He's looking at what's taking place. And he says these words, and not being weak in faith. He did not consider his own body already dead. Since he was about a hundred years old. My God. He had some age on him. He had some time on him. He had some experience on him. But one thing that took place is growth took place. Someone say growth. Growth took place in his life. He was willing to grow in his faith. He was willing to grow in his obedience. He was willing to grow in the sacrifice. He says, okay, I'm at this age and and I'm not going to consider my own body. I'm not going to consider what I'm going through. I'm not going to consider what's happening in my life right now. That I'm going to look back and say, God, you said... You said, God, that you changed my name from Abraham to Abraham, father of many nations. Come on, somebody. Amen. You gave me a promise, my son Isaac. You did all these great things. See, they're collaborating back on what took place in his life. But I need you to catch up to you really quick. Catch this with me today. Already 100 years old. This would hit me right here. And the deadness of Sarah's womb. See, sometimes we think our promise is dead. Sometimes we think there is no more life in what's going on in our life. I remember it felt like I wanted to give up. Anybody here? Okay, the rest of you guys are lying. Praise God. 
You felt tired. You felt empty. You felt like nothing could. What's going to happen here? I, I don't understand. See, here he is, and he's looking at the dentist of, of Cyril's womb. And I know having kids. I mean, my wife, we have three kids. And uh, we went through some transition. We, we see, had some miscarriages. We also had a stillborn death child. And uh, when that happened, I could not think again that she would be able to have a child before Bella was born. And I looked and I said, God, how can we have another child? I don't want to go through this no more. I don't want to go through pain no more. You don't hear me though. I don't, come on, girls. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to go through this pain. I don't want to feel these emotions and get distracted. And all of a sudden, she got pregnant with, my, with Bella. And when she got pregnant with Bella, I couldn't even get excited. I looked at my wife. My wife would tell you, I, I could. I said, babe, I, I want to celebrate, but I can't because of the pain that happened to me. Because of what took place in my life because of the tragedy and because of misfortune and because of your pain and seeing you cry. And you go, I said, I said God, help me to celebrate again. Help me to rejoice again. Help me to believe again that you can do what you said you can do. You promised me, child. You promised me. You... I had to sit there and begin to cry out to God and say, God, I know it's there. But in my mind, I was thinking it was dead. It was dead already. My wife can tell you. I was like, man, I, I would try and I couldn't. She would say, talk to me. I don't want to talk. I don't want, I'm cool. I'm good. Inside, I will celebrate. I'll inside, but I, I just couldn't express my emotions. All of a sudden, we went all the way into the place of birth. This thing I'm going to tell you guys. To the place of birth. She's in the hospital and she's going to get operated. And I still don't believe. I know none of you guys have been there. Where you don't believe even when it's about to happen. And so I'm sitting there and I'm watching her go through all the things, the whole process, doing everything and the whole works. And all of a sudden they get there and they take her and they, they do what they do. And all of a sudden, bah, that baby starts crying. I'm like, oh, you don't you, 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 you. I said, Lord, I said, Lord, I said, Lord, I believe but help my unbelief. I know none of you are just me. I, I say, I want, to, I want to show you something because if I can help you through this, I can get you out of this. Because a lot of times people go through things and think it won't work. Let me tell you, it's going to work. Somebody tell you, it's going to work. Come on, something's going to be okay. And all of a sudden, the child was born. I mean, there was a revival took place in me. I'm like, oh, thank you, Jesus. Now I want to have twins. Hallelujah. <laughs> Look at me really quick at verse 20. We get to 20. It says, and the deadness of Sarah's womb. He did not waver at the promise of God through unbelief. I just, it just blows my mind. Here's the man of God. He did not waver. He was not moved. He was not moved. He was not wavering. He, he didn't say, Lord, I trust. He wasn't playing double dutch. Hello, somebody. Yeah, no, yeah, no. He was all, yeah, 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 yeah. He was in, I couldn't jump. I'm cool. That's enough for me. Hallelujah. 
But he, 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 he was not moved by situations or circumstances. And because he was not moved by stuff that took place, he got to see what happens here all of a sudden. But he was strengthened, my God. He was strengthened in faith. He was strengthened because he says, I'm not going to give my eyes to my faith because what I see may not see what I'm seeing. But the Bible says that, that faith is the substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not seen. He had to say, I need to use the eyes of faith. Amen. What kind of eyes are you using this morning? Are you using your natural eyes this morning? Or are you using those spiritual eyes? See, God's given us a spiritual eye. How are we seeing things? Because in the natural, I had to learn to say, natural eyes, you're not going to deceive me no more. Natural eyes, you're not going to burn me no more. Natural eyes, you're not going to drain my energy. Natural eyes, you're not going to drain my joy. You're not going to rob from me the joy of the Lord. I'm going to celebrate. I'm going to rejoice that the God that I serve is a real God. He's a good God and he's a mighty God. Come on, somebody give the Lord a good clap offering. I said, no longer. So I had to learn to pick up the eyes of faith. And I started saying, Lord, you can do it. You can do anything. Amen. Amen. And I'm telling you, the more I did it, my wife would say, man, you're crazy. See, when we, we had the other church, remember we had the other church, although when we first started that church, we got blessed that church. They gave us that church 13 years ago. They gave us that church. They, that pastor said, you know, God told me to give you my church. And I said, hey, praise the Lord. <laughs> the second thing he said, me and tell you, pastor, it's debt free. You know, you know, you know, it's debt free. Want to give you the church because God has called you to this city. He said three years ago, God had told, called me. This was 13 years ago. So 16 years ago, the Lord told him, God told me this was your, and we went, I wasn't in pastoring yet. I was an assistant pastor with my pastor for 23 years, for a long time. And God, he saw, God told him, I need you to God send you out here to Riverside. I said, okay, Lord. I said, all right, Pastor. If that's what God wants, God will take care of me. I'm not worried about it. And as soon as we got out here, we, God gave us a building. We were there for one year. Then God gave us a building that free. And that building burnt down. So thank God for insurance. Hallelujah. <laughs> insurance said, here you go, pastors. Here you go, church. Here's 1.4 million. And we said, praise God, we just need another meal and we'll be all right. And God did it. God did it. Look where we're at now. He gave us a new building. He gave us a new place of worship. But there was a, a thing that we had to go through. Some of us are called trials. A thing that we had to go through, amen, amen, called circumstances. Temptations. Some people told me, Pastor, I, uh, um, I don't know if I can go to the Marriott. Or I, I told them this. Look, you go where God blessed you to go. Don't, you worry, don't feel bad about me. Don't worry about it. If you need to go, go. I did not, it did not hurt my feelings. Because you don't belong to me. You belong to God. And I told him, you know what? If you got to do it for your marriage and for your children, I'm okay with it. I had no problem. And some, 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 went, some went, which was okay. Bless them. And they're blessed. But for those that went through the days that we were standing in front of that building, burnt building, and had a service in the middle of the street, and then we had service, amen, across the street, then we had service in the Marriott, then across town when they opened up the other building, I need you to see a little bit. 
Because if you can see it with me, you can understand with me. Amen. It was just for a while. And that's the way it is with your promises. Your promises are just for a while. They're just for a season. It's just for a time. Because there's going to come a time that it's going to give birth. There's going to come a time, come on somebody, when you're going to have to celebrate like you never have celebrate. And you're going to have to thank God like you never thanked God before. Because God keeps his word. But you need to be fully convinced. Say, are you fully convinced? Are you convinced God can do what he said he can do? Are you fully convinced regardless of what your eyes see? See, your spiritual eyes will tell you this. I need you to catch this this morning. That the evidence is in heaven. That the evidence is up there. It's just not here. Mm-mm, I got to show you this. Man. I, just, I just need. Praise the Lord. Somebody slap your neighbor. I mean, somebody pray for your neighbor. Hallelujah. Listen to this. I love what it says here. Now faith, Hebrews 11.1, 1, now faith is the substance or the realization of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Look at, look at verse 2. For by it the elders obtained a good testimony. How do we keep a good testimony? By keeping to your faith. How do we please God? In verse 6, without faith, it is impossible to what? Please God. So here's Abraham. Abraham was a pleaser of God. Now look at verse 11 really quick. Verse chapter 11, verse 1. I want want you just to see two things here. Now faith is the substance or the evidence, church. Excuse me, the substance is the thing that you're going to hold. What you're holding. Here's this. Here's, Here's the substance here. Okay. Of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. You, you, you can see how you can see this right now. But what happened is, you got to be able to still see it when it's over there. <laughs> Woo! Come on, so you got to be able to still see it in the spiritual when you cannot see it in the physical. You got. We said we're going to have a church. We got a church. We were believing. We were expecting. We were believing. We were expecting. We said God will do more things and greater. We were believing. We were expecting. We seen evidence. We had substance. We had a substance. We had a, a, we had a flyer of this place. <laughs> we had a flyer of the, the property. We had a flyer of the property. I said, it's ours. Don't worry about it. It's ours, babe. Come on, somebody. It's ours. Don't worry about it. And we prayed and we prayed. And now, remember, church, how many remember I would tell you guys, don't worry about it. We got it. I had, I had to say, even though we didn't have it yet, I just had to say it. Because I was already believing it. Amen. And saying what you guys accepted and believed in it, give yourself a good clap offering. Come on, somebody. Amen. So that, that's the picture that Abraham had. Abraham was saying that, that regardless of what was taking place, regardless of what was happening, he was strengthened in his faith. And what he couldn't see, he knew it was going to happen. What he couldn't see in the physical, he knew was taking place in the spiritual. He knew everything was uh, taking place. Now, I need you to catch this next place right here. This is what it hits right here. Giving glory to himself. Is that what it says? What does it say? I can't hear you. He was giving glory to who? God. To God. He wasn't giving glory to himself. He was giving glory to, he was strengthening his faith and giving glory to God. See, man's strength can only do so much. I, I remember my wife, my wife, I can only do so much. I can't do no more. I'm draining myself. I can't do this no more. I need to, we, need to, we need to say, cast our cares unto the Lord. 
because he cares for you. Come on, somebody. Amen. The more you cast your cares, the more he'll take care of it. The more you hold on to it, the more you burden yourself. So here he is. He, he is giving glory to us. He's saying, God, I know what you said you can do. You'll do it. Now look, look really closely right here. This is, this, is, this is what I need you to see right here. We're going to stand for a minute. Amen. And being fully convinced. See, the word fully in Hebrew means without gap. Amen. Means without gap. Come on, somebody. Means without gap. There's no, there's nothing between you and me. Come on, somebody. There is no doubt. Come on. There is no nothing. Nothing. Fully. Come here, Bruno. Come on. Stand right here. Back to back. Back to back. He says, fully. He says, between us, there is nothing. The Bible says that, that, that Jacob, he followed the Lord full heartedly. That he, Jacob right there, he, he excuse me, I, I'm lying right there. Joshua and Caleb, Caleb, excuse me, Caleb. Caleb, he, he, he believed God. He believed what God had for him. He believed that God was going to give him his land. And the Bible talks about that, that right? That it was, there was nothing between them. He was fully. It was a, to see fully coming. That means that you can allow things to come between you. Because they will try to come. Oh, he moved. Watch, I moved then. <laughs> now stand right there. Right there. Right next to me. Right there. Perfect. Right there. What is between you and God right now? What got past? You're fully convinced. What got past? The way you were believing. The way you said, God, me and you, till the wheels fall off. I will not leave you, nor forsake you, God. God, you've been good to me, but what got between you? Have you ever stopped back to reflect what has taken place in your life? See, reflection is good. Because a lot of times, I love, to, I love to reflect. My wife would tell you, I like to reflect every six months, what do I need to fix? Because if I don't fix it, I can't get better. So what's standing, come on church, what's standing between you fully convinced? What's standing there when you would say, Pastor, whatever you need, I'm here. And then I call you and then you show up. That was for free. Wait for the school of ministry, it'll be on. There's one thing we talk about in the school of ministry, is two things I'll leave you guys for those who don't know. We talk about leading by exampleship, that's key one. Number two, we talk about spiritual leadership. Because it's not about how good you are, it's how spiritual you are. Woo, that was for free. Thank you, Jesus. Here we go. I'm going to say fully convinced. You got to be fully convinced that you don't let nothing that will try, that will try. And it's going, and it's going to try to work its way in there. You know what a wedge is? A wedge is thin on one side and thick on the other side. It tapers down to a really sharp, sometimes a wedge will come in so slick that it'll even feel good sometimes. It feels good to stay home on a Sunday morning. It feels good to go on a barbecue. Oh. It feels good to go on, on just, you know, because it's only one Sunday. See, my hands are fitting in there. My hands go on in. Oh, praise the Lord. All of a sudden, it gets thicker and thicker by the time you know, underlay. I still got a little bit, just a little bit. And it got in there, and it pushed you away from the thing that you said, I'll never. Come on, give the Lord a good clap off. He said these words. 
He said, being fully convinced that what he had promised, he was also able to perform. Now, the word perform comes from the word performance, which comes from the, from the drama. And the word drama, is how many know we get a lot of drama in our life? God, God will lay out a performance before you. Ever see the kids do a great performance? You see them and they come and they start setting up and they start doing their songs like we did last Sunday. Last Sunday, last Sunday the kids performed for us. Oh, it was beautiful to hear them do the, the, the pledge of the Bible. They did, they did their songs and it was just to see them perform. It was like, wow, God's word is being played out. God's promises are being played out. Come on, they're being performed for us. God's saying, watch me perform my promise in front of you. This, right now you're watching a performance of God's word. The worship team was performing. Now, not a performance of a performance of a show. This is a performance of God's promise. Amen. See, there's a difference between putting a show on, putting a performance on, than a spiritual performance of God's promise. Understand what I just said? If not, I'll just back up. God said, I'm performing my promise right now before you. I performed it in the worship. I performed it in everything that you've seen, in the greeting with the children, with them greeting you when you walked in. They said, welcome to your church. Some say, my church. Oh, come on, somebody, your church. This is your church. This is our church. This is our family church. Come on, somebody. This is what you need to express in your life. And all this was done, church, because he was fully convinced. Amen. Tell me what you think. I'll tell you who you are. So the man think as he is. Well, how have you been thinking about yourself lately? I love what he says here in verse 22. For the sake of time. It says this. And therefore, it was accounted to him for righteousness. See, God keeps a good account. He knows what's going on. He knows if we have enough in us at the end that we're not in the red. See, God keeps good books. Do you know that if our name not written in the book of life? He keeps he keep good books. He knows where and what's going on. He says that it accounted to him righteousness. What was account to him? God seen his faith. God seen his performance. God seen his trust. God seen the temptations he went through. God seen the trials he went through. God seen, the, I'm going to even tell you, God even seen the injustice in his life. See, God will see the injustice in your life and say, what are you going to do now? You feel like you deserve something different? <laughs> Me and my wife, have so, there has been so much injustice against us. I'm okay with it. I'm going to praise God and I just smile and say, thank you, Jesus. Because if I let myself want justice, then I'm already judging myself. I don't know about you. I don't know about you. But if you get judged in front of a judge, I know some of you are going to be doing a couple of life terms. So understand this this morning. That you, God is holding good records. Yes. Good records. Yes. Let's, let's just start. Come on. I don't know about you. I, I don't, anybody want a fresh start? I know I want a fresh start. I want a, I want a fresh start. I want a new start. Amen. I want God to, to, to just to get everything back. Say, God, this is a new time. This is a new season. This is what I want you to leave this morning with this. Be fully convinced that God keeps his word. And this is a new season for a new time. Yes. What you do with this is very important. What are you going to do with this new season in your life? What are you going to do with this new opportunity in your life? See, right now we're expanding. Right now we have about 80, 80, 80 workers working right now. Now, 
Before, we only had 40. We had to double up. Now we, have to, now we need another, another 80. So, come on, so, so you need to understand, God wants to use your life. Now, you know what the word use means? To be used. If you're willing to do God's word, God, God's, willing to, God's willing to use you. He says, I want to fulfill my promise with your life, your life, your life, your life, and your life. Come on, somebody. Amen. See, you understand there's a lot of preachers here that God wants to lift up. God says, I, I, I want to use your life, but what do you want to do with it? He goes on, he says his words. He says, it was accounted to him for righteousness. Look at verse 23. Now, it was not written for his sake alone that it was imputed to him, but also for us. That it shall be imputed to us who believe mm, 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 in him who raised up Jesus in the Lord from the dead. See, what, everything that took place and that was laid out for us, it wasn't just for him. It was also for us. What you just seen and what we just talked about, it wasn't just for his life and his trial. It was to help us out. See, the things that you go through are not just for you. This for your neighbor. It's for your coworker. It's for your brother and your sister in the Lord. Come on, somebody. You got to understand that this morning. Where are we at today? Are we not fully convinced where there's so much stuff between us that we think we are? The Bible says, be not deceived. As my guitar player comes up here, be not deceived. Be not deceived. Someone say not deceived. Don't deceive yourself because you know there's something between you. You know there's something. That, well, how do you know? Anybody want to know how you know something's there? Easy. You don't do what you said you're going to do. That's how easy it is. How do you know there's something between you that you're not? Because you allow yourself. You allow yourself. You allow, you al- allow yourself. You see what I'm saying? Your, 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 yourself. Nobody did it, but us, ourselves, allowed ourselves to be pulled away. Nobody else. Because if you let people pull you away, then they have more power than you. Don't you tell me that people got that much power to make you do something you don't want to do. Don't you dare tell me that. Don't you dare tell me that people control you and make you do something you shouldn't do. Uh-uh, uh-uh, uh-uh. Ain't nobody was strong enough to make me put a needle on my arm. I did it myself. The devil was a devil, but I'm telling you, I like my sin. And if you don't like your sin, something's wrong with you. That's why it entices you and it keeps you where it's at. Until I got saved, I decided I'm not going to be bound by that no more. I'm not going to, I'm not going to be. I'm stronger because not because of who I am, because who lives in me. I don't know who's in you, but I know who's in me. Who's in you? And because he's in me, church, I'm fully convinced. Because he's in my wife. See, you see, my wife, she was all sweet. She wasn't like that. She was crazy. She was beating up girls and everything. But now she talks, oh, praise the Lord. I'm like, Jesus, have mercy. We've been here 20 years. And I said, Lord, thank you, Jesus. But she, she loves people. She loves kids. She loves, she loves to do the best. See, she, 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 I taught her. She, that's my disciple right there. Who's your, who's your, who's your pastor? Praise the Lord. 
you know what she would tell me? She would say, Pastor, she goes, something's wrong. And I tell her, what's wrong? She goes, I don't I have the bad end of the stick. I go, why? Because you're my husband and you're my pastor. I can't go for you to counseling. I go, yeah, you can. The pastor's right now. How can I help you, sister? And then she tells me, don't call me sister. Okay, sweetie. But I'm fully convinced, church, this morning that God brought us here for a purpose, for a season, for a time just as this, Ecclesiastic says. This is time for everything. I believe there's a time revival is going to break out. I believe God's not only going to take Grand Terrace, but the Lord's going to take Colton, San Bernardino, and Riverside for His glory and His honor. God's going to raise up men and women to take cities, counties, countries, and the world for Jesus Christ. Why do I say that? Because we have churches in the Philippines, we have churches in Colombia, we have churches in Brazil, we have churches in England, and it just done begun. Hallelujah. Come on, let's all stand this morning right now, church. Be fully convinced in the vision and the purpose that God's laid out. God has called us the church to reach the lost at any cost, to teach the word of God, to mend the hurt and the brokenhearted, and to send to the harvest field in the cities and in the countries and in the world. We believe that, we accept that, and we do that. Why? Because we know the God that we serve. The Bible says that Abraham was accounted him righteousness. And I believe this morning with every head bowed and every eye closed this morning, you're here this morning saying, Pastor, on my first time here, I don't, I don't know, God, I, I've never accepted the Lord, and, and I need Jesus. I need Jesus in my heart. I need Jesus in my life. And you're here, you say, Pastor, I, I need Jesus. Anyone here just want to say, I, I need Jesus. Lift up your hand if, if you need prayer. Lift up your hand if you need Jesus this morning. God bless you. God bless you. You're here this morning and say, Pastor, I, I've fallen away. I, I drifted away. I drifted away from God. I need to get back to where I belong. And I believe that I'm getting all that stuff out of my way because I'm fully convinced. I'm getting the stuff that has been separating me out of the way. And today, I decide to make a choice to get back where I belong. If that's you this morning, just lift up your hand. I want to pray with you this morning. God bless you. 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 God sees that hand. God sees that hand. Every head bowed, every head closed this morning. You're saying, Pastor, would you preach it? It spoke to me. It spoke to my heart. There's some things I need to adjust, some things I need to fix. Not that I'm doing anything bad, but I just need to get some things in order. Because I want to see my blessings come. I want to see what God had promised me a long time ago come to pass now. I want to see what God has said to come to pass now. If you're here this morning and you need prayer and God spoke to you, you need, you need to get things right. Well, God, I need you to come in. You lift up your hand. I want you to come right now. I want you to come. The altars are open right now. Come on, come. You lift up your hands for salvation prayer. Come. Come now, now, now's the time. Come to the altar. The altars are open. We're going to pray for you right now. We're going to pray for you and we're going to believe God for you. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Maybe you're here also saying, I need a fresh start. This is time. The altars are open for a fresh start. A fresh start. You come around this way, come around the sides. Come around the other side right there. Come in front, come in close. Spirit of God is here. The Holy Ghost is here. The healer is here. The provider. The mender. Hallelujah. 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 I want you to repeat these words after me. Say, Jesus, wash me with your precious blood. 
forgive me of all my sins. Come into my heart and make me new. Thank you for forgiving me of all my sins. I believe that you're going to heal me, restore me, and refresh me. Devil, you're a liar. Today is a new day and a new season. I accept it in Jesus' name. Amen. Come on, let's give the Lord a good clap off. We're not done yet. The Bible says, when one little one gives her life to the Lord, that heaven rejoices. There's a heaven, there's a party going on in heaven right now. But I want us to continue where you're at as we change the order of the service. Just stay where you are. We're going to pray with you this morning. Every head bowed, every eye closed. We want you to know that God cares. That God cares. That He cares about you this morning. That you are on His mind. That He brought you this morning to hear God's word. He brought you to hear a word of hope, a word of peace. That He's not done with you. And He's not going to finish. He, he's not finished. He's just begun. So get ready for something mighty. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.